There are times when you watch a mockumentary, which unnervingly seems like a documentary, which is even more unnerving when you realize that it was made so long ago. Why didn't we see things coming? Well, Bob Roberts does. First, what's on second? I don't know who's on third. Elementary, my dear Watson. What's in the box? Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But why male models? Why so serious? I am serious. Now, don't call me sure. Well, nobody's perfect. Go ahead. Make my day. America is a mess. We need someone to clean it up. And his name is Bob. Bob Roberts, millionaire businessman, fencing enthusiast, recording artist, and senatorial candidate. He was a man that not only had a brilliant mind and a wonderful wit, but could also sing. This man. great vision for the future of our country and a great vision for the future of the children of our country. Hey, mister, can I see your gun? He's amazing. He's a poet and a genius. Ladies and gentlemen, why can't you get ahead? She's a beautiful girl. Why can't you have the home of your dreams? Miss Three Mile Island. Welcome, everybody, to Pop Culture. I am Scott. I'm Jason. And this week, <laughs> we are talking about Bob Roberts. So this is a mockumentary from 1992 that Jason recommended us. Uh, and, oh boy, was this uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> uh, so it, it tells the story of Robert Bob Roberts Jr., played by Tim Robbins, who is a right-wing politician, extremely right-wing politician uh folk singer who is running for a senate seat in the um u.s um, senate elections and as sort of uh it, it it plays out like a documentary someone's made a documentary about sort of this guy and his race for the um senate seat and sort of the the you know everything leading up to the election and <laughs> it is eerie how yeah tim robbins had his finger on the pulse with this character way back then and how politics has sort of has turned into a bit of a sideshow well it's also a case i think it always has been but it's just becoming more apparent as we see and that more absurd maybe yeah and it's just more extreme now um but yeah, it's it's such a how would I say it's actually a brilliant concept of even as a politician, it's a brilliant concept for you to take everything that represents the opposite of your general political ideology 
and convey that message through that opposite avenue. So he's like a folk singing, you know, uh, Bob Dylan. He's like Bob a D- Dylan-esque, yeah. yeah, sort of, sort of. Uh, but when you listen to the lyrics, they're totally conservative. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's, it's, it's... nuts. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it, it frequently makes reference to this like '60s radical, but like <laughs> you know, if a '60s radical was right wing leaning, and yeah, it's so instead of these you know anti-war songs and stuff, it's about like giving money to the military-industrial complex and and not, and not welfare checks. It's like yeah, and how all the People are all good at complaining, you know, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, the the uh, the you know, the working <laughs> class who don't want to get jobs and yeah, they want to sit there, just get a handout, you know, and it just sort of yeah. takes it all on board, but um, fits it into what we'd normally just expect to be, you know, the sort of I guess a, a left wing or socialist type concept, uh, being the opposite though. And it, it's the music and lyrics in the songs uh, that convincing. There's a few movies out there where this occurs, but not many. And this is definitely one of those ones where <laughs> the original soundtrack is so well crafted to suit the film. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> is and and I think Robbins is demeanor and that sort of you know it comes across as that kind of like 80s republican kind of you know ties and suits and stuff and then but then is into this like bizarre folk singing yeah the album covers and stuff are just perfect (laughs) and and, and he does riff on dylan a lot like as he does like the electric album with the The times are changing back. <laughs> That's one of the albums. Yeah, it's very, um, very clever. Um, yeah, he's he's making fun of music quite effectively and politics especially. And we get this guy who is frighteningly reminiscent of a few recent politicians. Absolutely. And then I guess the, like, the circus act stuff that is done now in politics and the lack of intelligence in discourse yeah, and just the fans looking there blankly on adoring him uh, because of his stardom more than his politics but they agree with the politics as well in the end they're just sort of led by it as well and mm. uh the way that they're giddy with excitement when they meet him and <laughs> and jack black's first film yeah it's this really <laughs> creepy <laughs> what are they the son of the mayor of philadelphia or something yeah i think he is he's one of the sons yeah, yeah and he's these three really awkward creepy kids and they they play in a cover band of bob roberts music and <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's a lot going on in this yeah um but at the, at the, the crux of it is that they've got this guy who is a complete fraud, um, peddling really horrible opinions. I mean, they're horrible if you disagree, I suppose. Um, and there are people around him trying to undo it. You've got this investigative journalist who's kind of pursuing him. But then I guess the contr- the control that he has on his own narrative is the scary part. Yes, yeah, 
and the fact that they're talking about how much control they have quite explicitly in the background, um, predicting that control on media and controlling interests in things that are important to keep that narrative going the way you want it to go. So um, it shows examples of the um, opposition being photographed with his daughter's friend or something, but they turn it around on them to say, you know, yeah, his daughter's in the backseat of the car, yeah, but they've cropped the photo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, stuff yeah. like that, and then but then real news comes out, which damages his Bob Roberts um, campaign, and they've got to do the damage control of that, which yeah, and you've got severe the, uh... damage control. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's sort of um, the the two people kind of leading his campaign are um, we've got um, Lucas Hart the third, Alan Rickman. Yeah. And um, Ray Wise playing Chet McGregor. <laughs> uh, all of these characters are just so bizarre. And they kind of engineer him. They talk about like seeing him and being like, ah, there's our gold, there's our, our, you know, our gold mine opportunity right there. Yeah. So it's all kind of put together. And uh, yeah, it's it's scary, but it's hilarious. Yeah, oh, the, the humor is directly out of that SNL sort of stuff that you'd expect. And um, as Monica discovered in reading about it, she said, "Oh, it came from an SNL skit, skit that I didn't even know existed." I'd seen yeah, the film. Tim Robinson played the character on SNL a few times. Yeah, and um, to be honest, it's now the other great snl film <laughs> I have to say it's this and the blues brothers yep this and the blues brothers yeah and it makes wayne's world just go even lower to the gutter as it looks well, even worse and, yeah <laughs> when you see the caliber of this and just all the uh cameos of people in it uh james oh spader helen hunt susan sarandon yeah susan sarandon we expect that though because yeah gore vidal Fred Ward, Senator. Yep. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, the investigative reporter has had a bit of a emergence in a <laughs> he's, series. He's doing very well for himself lately. Juan yeah. Pablo Esposito. So, um, from Breaking Bad, I think was probably his big break, and then mm -hmm. into the villain in Mandalorians, and now he's a Star Wars villain. He's about to be the villain in Far Cry Six as well. Yeah. So, so he's uh, he's doing very well for himself. And he's great. As a, yeah, he's phenomenal. really convincing as the uh, palsy. Uh, he's an investigative reporter for like an independent paper and has yeah. palsy and it's, yeah, just so well done. Uh, um, <laughs> kudos to him for it. And yeah, even sort of shades of JFK conspiracies are thrown into it. And oh, like that. so yeah, with this like, um, like, yeah, assassination attempt and... Yeah, which it wasn't really... A, yeah, yeah, it's all once again planned Fabricated. and engineered, and yeah, fake, fake wounding and fake disability. Yeah, it's... and then yeah, the the journalist is killed, and uh, like, and it, that's celebrated. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I I I can't believe how relevant it still is. Um, it's probably horrible how relevant it still is. It's frightening. Um, 
but uh, it's things that we don't seem tend to see made as much these days um the I, sort I of really think. really sharp political satire yeah, yeah it all seems to be kind of um it'd be the like veep in the loop these sort of um but they're different they're not they're not yeah see for me veep isn't that cutting no but yeah, yeah. The, the, this this feels more real dare i say and maybe well, that's yeah, the difference they, they've certainly got the mockumentary aspect down pat. So if you didn't know it, you'd think you're watching a documentary and you'd think yeah. everyone's reacting as if they're a part of this documentary on top of it. Yeah, um, it cuts to news footage and uh, and then, like, just the strangeness of, it, like, the fencing and <laughs> the fencing enthusiasts, motorbike riding, folk dancing, folk singing... <laughs> Like, but U.S. politics has kind of become that bizarre. <laughs> Even some of ours, some of our bloody, I could name some, but I don't want to, but there's a few uh, Queensland representatives who are a bit of a side show. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Fetch your cowboy hat if you want. Um <laughs> It yeah, and it's 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 eerie. It's so eerie how um on the money this thing is. Um yeah, I, I, I'm <laughs> trying to think of other things I could mention about it at this point without giving away too much as well. It's sort yeah, of, if you haven't uh, seen it, it's it was a bit tricky to get, but it's um available online. And you can't watch it for free. Yeah. Um, check it out because. I would never have thought to watch it, and now that I've watched it, it's like it's like haunting my dreams. <laughs> it's it's so funny, but it's so friggin' creepy. How um, and like the interview with I was reading an interview with Tim Robbins in 2016 after uh, Donald Trump was elected president, and he was like, "Well, I guess Bob Roberts came true," and it's like, yeah, you've got someone so openly talking about really horrible things. And people just sign up and, you know, it comes from that like element of celebrity as well. I guess you had Trump was kind of a television personality turned politician. This guy's a folk singer turned politician. There's a lot of eerie similarities that, you know, had this been made this year, I would have been like, oh yeah, not, not, not quite as clever. It was a bit easy, but this was made in 1992. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I, I'm trying to think of other mockumentaries that came before it as well. So, I mean, they they weren't that common. No. You, you, I mean, the bigger ones anyway. What Spinal Tap would have been probably the yeah. Uh, But, yeah, it, it, it's the first time I think a mockumentary really went down that satire point, as, at least American ones. Yeah. Um, oh, it's definitely been done in England. Yeah. Oh. Plenty here <laughs> as well. Yeah. But um, I'm just trying to think of other weird points. It feels about it, it actually it... probably that's what made one thing. It, it feels like this isn't made by Americans. But we've talked a lot about sort of American humor being kind of more aggressive. This feels very introspective. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess when we were talking about American comedies in terms of the comedy, it's where it sits, as we said, that sort of more overt slapstick, you know, um, nudge, nudge, wink, wink sort of comedy of manners and things. But um, yeah. this is certainly deep satire, which was probably more in television for America than films. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's where that's different for it um i just highly recommend watching it it's certainly coming from an unusual mind that is tim robbins he, he I, I can't say you can peg him into anything specifically if you look at his filmography in terms of whether he's directing or acting there's there's no standard thing that he's done um, no from yeah, from Shawshank to this. Oh, Jacob's Ladder. It's, yeah. There's so many unusual angles Mystic that he's taken. Like... Yeah. He's, um, he's an interesting one. I'd actually go with, he might be worth her peeling onions actor just, in the future. Just, just Tim Robbins. Just Tim Robbins. Because it, it's not one that is a major star or you'd call a draw card to films. Like, he's not the top biller type actor. No, he's a supporting actor. Yeah. And his uh, work, whether it's writing, directing, and acting, is certainly a repertoire that's quite interesting when you look at it. Yeah, good. I mean, I don't think I've ever watched, uh, watched something with him being like, oh, he was bad. He's even memorable in Tenacious D, like I said, as the weird homeless <laughs> guy who gives them drugs, I think, from memory. And it's like... <laughs> and he's like, well, he's the, he, in um, High Fidelity, he's the, he's, you know, what fucking, what fucking Ian guy. He's the weird... <laughs> the weird... Yeah, sort of like... Yeah. Uh, new agey. Sort of, you know, we'll just guy. talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's, yeah, he's, a, he's an interesting dude. Uh, yeah. But this is, yeah, he's certainly got an eye, I guess, uh, the eye for picking on by or right-wing politicians and he sort of nails it in from the demeanour to the the interview the, the, the where he's interviewing this, uh, he's being interviewed by this um, talk host uh, not to kind of ruin everything, but she sort of upfront is like, I don't believe in anything you're saying, like, just so we're clear, we're doing this just professionally, blah, blah, blah. And he, and he flips it around and becomes quite aggressive. And it's like, you a communist? And it's like, yeah, politicians kind of talk like that these days. It's like bizarre 50s, 60s red menace thing has become, it's, it's like an issue now. It's like socialism's on the rise again. And, yeah, yeah. Um, like, that's so yeah. scary. When was the last time you paid full price for healthcare, dicks? <laughs> <laughs> but um, in saying that, uh, it it doesn't uh, sort of just come across as a an attack on conservatism because there are the admissions in it with the Democrat senator saying, well, yeah, you know, we're, we've gone beyond... Uh, keeping our feet out of all the muck that's required to, to yeah. be in power and that. So it, it does at least lift that little element to it, which I think you've got to be careful when you do these types of films where you're attacking one 
concept or political ideology without recognizing well no more recognizing yeah. the failings in the others uh, I yeah think is, is you is can't they can't be like they're wrong and they're perfect yeah yeah and um this one at least sort of has that hint at it i'd say it probably doesn't have it enough to be what i'd call a completely balanced uh sharp no. satire on <laughs> politics it's certainly an anti-conservatism yes. film um but in terms of the machinations of politics and media and things like that, it's on the money, regardless of which political persuasion you fall into. And yeah. it's worth seeing just for that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, yeah, like I said, frighteningly relevant. It's definitely worth watching given the political climate at the moment. Bob Roberts. Not something I would have expected to watch, but I am glad that I've watched it, uh, and it was it was excellent. So thank you, thank you for recommending this one. No problem. Cool. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pop Culture. I've been Scott, and I'm still Jason. Next little ditty is dedicated to you. Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy, Monica Porter, and Scott Sauer. The clip for this week's show is the trailer for Bob Roberts, and the song at the end was Complain from the Bob Roberts soundtrack. If you're enjoying the show, please I invite you to jump on the Apple Podcast and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. If you'd like to find us on social media, we're available at Facebook, facebook.com forward slash popculturepod, on Twitter at popcultureau, and we are also available on Instagram. Bob Roberts doesn't represent the common man. He represents big business. Temptable, yuppie, scum, a stain of an on He talks about traditional American values as if he defines what they were, as if traditional American values meant greed, distrust, and avarice. He passes the buck of blame onto the silent, who he knows will not respond. According to Bob Roberts, the disenfranchised are the problem, the reason for the mess we're in, kind of like blaming the woman for the rape or the dead for the murder. The way that I learned about traditional American values was that they had something to do with altruism, equality, and kindness. Forget human rights, forget women's rights, forget helping the homeless, let me tell you that. All that's going to go away. They're going to take all of the money.